As I was bringing my narrowboat down the country, I found my passage blocked on the river saw. In the dark, I moored to the decking of a pub and looked for somewhere long-term to leave the boat, just till the river closures were lifted. It was a happy accident that I was only yards from East Midland Boat Services. And it was there I met Frank and Eric, two of the nicest gentlemen I've met on their waterways. Dressed in identical overalls and ready to assist with a smile and a joke, I thought they were brothers at first. Almost. In April 2019, Frank and Eric will have been in partnership for 50 years. When they told me this, I couldn't help but ask their age. Eric is 83, and Frank very nearly 89, and you'd never guess. I was sad to have to move the boat from their boatyard and took a moment to record a conversation with them. I say we think we've been there nearly 50 years now, um, but we started almost by accident. And now a personal favourite of mine, stay right here for another instalment from Documentally. I'm Eric Brook. And I'm Frank Hutchinson. Joint partners in East Midlands Boat Services. And we started East Midlands Boat Services many years ago. Well, we, it, it, the concept became many years ago when we moored somewhere downriver and a vicar came in one Sunday afternoon. Yep. What a vicar was doing off on a Sunday afternoon, we don't know, but he was panicked because he'd borrowed a boat which had broken down and he couldn't find anybody to help him. So Frank at the time had a boat called Salad Days. So we went out on Salad Days and we towed him back to Kegworth, I think. That's right, we, uh, we went to what is now Kegworth Marine, which was a different place in those days. It, um, uh, it was run really as a, a manufacturer of uh, boat trailers. <coughs> and there were a few moorings there and uh, fortunately that's where I really met Eric. Um, we, uh, we were on the river and decided to look for a mooring on the saw, uh, which uh, took us away from the Trent. And uh, we settled on uh, what is now Kegworth Marine and got friendly with Eric and we were in the same boat club, so everything clicked, yeah. And then we went on a holiday together down to Boston and back, you and your boat, me and Silver Spray, and on the way we were discussing ways in which the breakdown occurrence had had formed an idea and we thought there's a business in that so long before there was anybody else dealing with breakdowns we started a, a mobile breakdown and help you service at weekends only and to uh, add a little to that we um, we also had a trailer and a, um, a vehicle to pull it with and so we did boat transport as well Oh, the vehicle was a bit special. <laughs> a fr friend of mine had a very old uh, Austin, Austin Gypsy, Gypsy yeah. which is like an old-fashioned Land Rover, um, which his company had condemned as no longer viable. However, we did it up, made it viable, and put some signs on it, uh, and we used that to pull Frank's six-wheel trailer all over the countryside, moving boats for people. It was... Um eminently safe this vehicle 
with a boat on the back, flat out, downhill, it'd do 30 mile an hour. <laughs> so we were something of a hazard to everybody else on the road, but we didn't care, we were enjoying it. <laughs> we enjoyed it too much, we really did. We never made any money because wherever we got to, we'd find a nice restaurant to stop and have dinner. And Sometimes we stopped overnight somewhere. So in fact, our costs doing it, but it was good fun. And uh, well, then, you know, it grew and grew and grew from that. Um, uh, but it's all, everything you see here on, on the moorings here is of our own manufacture. Every mortal thing, stages, slipway, everything is what we have produced over 50 years. And how did the moorings come about? Well, we, we were looking for a site uh, to work from and we met somebody who lived there and we said well who owns the land next to you he said well you go and see um, the gentleman he gave us the name who, and he was a solicitor in nottingham who is also running here at the time he was running a, a very nice farm over in Southall. Um and we went to see him told him we were looking for somewhere to run a few moorings and keep a boat trailer and that sort of thing and he said, well, put something in writing, make me a deal. So we put something together. Having been salesmen, both of us, it did help. Um, so we made a little presentation to um, a gentleman, a lovely fellow called Crane, Richard Crane, the senior. Um, and he agreed that we could lease. He was so pleased with what we did with the site. I mean, when we first came, this was a quagmire full of old elder trees and goodness knows what it really was so we cleared that put some moorings in and he was so pleased with it, he said well you can have a bit more land when the lease came up for renewal and gradually after each lease he would offer us a bit more land and a bit more so that now we have the whole of the slice between here and the next property do you know what the acreage is it's don't about four acres yeah, yeah. In including all the woodland that is there with it, um, which is not really um, of much use to us as a boatyard, but it is a good line of protection against invasion from the from the road. So Both sound and personnel yeah. <laughs> keeps the noise level yeah. down. People say to us quite often, "Well, why why don't you retire?" Well, you don't retire from something you enjoy doing. Oh, and you know it's if you retire we've then got to start thinking about where we're going to live because we live on site as you've noticed and uh, uh, that would be uh, quite an upheaval quite an upheaval we haven't got any of the um, commodities that you require if you start to go into bricks and mortar so living afloat is um, has, has proved to be good and uh, something that we wish to continue, yeah. Now there's an awful lot that happens here at the boatyard and you don't do it single-handedly anymore. I've heard oh, you no. calling the lad and the boy. <laughs> yes, uh, right. some, some years ago, Frank, we, at that time we had contracts to service and do repairs on sea cadets boats. And Frank went along to the sea cadet unit in Loughborough and found somebody called Graham who was working on the boats there and he came back to me and he said 
you know what, Graham would be a help to us doing repairs and things on boats. So we spoke to Graham. He joined us, ooh, 30 uh, years ago. Yeah, he joined us on a self-contract uh, um, because he'd already got a business. So he comes here under the uh, guise of his own business um, and does whatever work we can contract to him. Um, so that is Graham. Now he's the um, he's the young man. Um, Who we call the lad. The lad, yeah. Because uh, when he's people, only that's right. Well, people used to come in, and if it involved gas work, crawling underneath cupboards and things, we say, oh, we get the lad to do that. Um, but then, a little while after, well, only what, a few years, eighteen, ago, 18 months, ago, eighteen really, months yeah. ago. Um, I was diagnosed with AAA, um, which meant that the Caligas I was delivering around the moorings and the coal had to stop doing that. Um, and so we um, advertised in local post offices, and one of the results we got was from a post office nearby, someone called John. Actually, it was his mother who I met in the post office at the time who said, well, my son is looking for some work to do. So we now have John, who we brought in as the boy to do delivery of coal and gas and things like that. The gardening. Gardening, yep. mowing, everything that sort. Um, and it's quite recently that we've realized that he is now 39 so we've got a 39-year-old boy and a lad of 70-something. 70-something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, I don't know <laughs> how you describe us, but we're, uh, we're a happy bunch, put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any tips for people who want a long-lasting friendship like you guys have uh, and how to maintain that? Because you must have fallen out at some point. Don't think we ever have. No, the, the secret that uh, we adopted when we first started this, and it still sticks there in the brain, is I'm busy, so he must be. <laughs> okay. yeah. And that works because that way you don't think to yourself, what's that doing? Um, you know, he's, he's got to be busy because I'm busy and there's another stack and, of work And, to and be an done. awful lot of it we just did together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah and in fact, it. for the first 10, 15 years, we never even had a partnership agreement. No. We, we only didn't. had a partnership agreement in the end because the bank asked for one. Yeah. So we had to go and get a partnership agreement. But uh, I don't uh, think I've ever looked at it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we agreed to, but I'm sure it was okay. <laughs> Do you get a chance to enjoy the river? Oh, yes, yes. Yep, um, yep. I've got two classic boats. Um, I, uh, unfortunately, don't go in the water very often because the weather's never quite right. One of them's not right for this river anyway. It's a fairly high-speed American boat with a big V8 engine in it. Uh, and the other one is a absolute contrast. It's uh, a broad-style boat with uh, uh, a little single-cylinder five-horsepower um, two-stroke engine. So uh, uh, I've got the two ends. Uh, the fast boat I very rarely get use out of at all. 
Have you ever put your... I, I guess it's lever forward rather than foot down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's that all right. Um, but not with the slow boat. It's lever forward and hope for the best. <laughs> was, it, was it one of those two boats that... Because I got married again five years ago and got married at Normanton, which is a, one of the few riverside churches. And Frank, at the time, he, what... It was uh, one of the classic boats. We used a fast boat, yeah. 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 Took me and my son, who was my best man, he came over from Australia, dressed up in his uniform, and he went to church with me as my best man. And after church, uh, Ian, your yeah. son, uh, brought us back here to a wedding reception which we held at the far end of Willow Moorings. And it was a damn good do, that was. Yeah, it was very, very <laughs> good, yeah. Yeah, we've had right, three weddings here now. Yes. Yeah, three weddings. Yeah, yeah. Yours, um, my, my granddaughter. Gra yeah, my granddaughter. Your gra well, there are four then. There's yeah. yours as well. That's four, yeah. four weddings we've had on the site. Um, not that we're a registered wedding, uh, but we don't have the service. Have the service Just the reception. We have, we have the reception and the, and the shindig afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you're uh, au fait and okay with organising parties, what have you got planned? Because you must be approaching 50 years in partnership together, 50 years yes. in business. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how we would tackle that. Um, Somebody has suggested that, because we've got a nice spot down the far end where we, ha we almost keep a permanent bonfire spot, um, which is quite big at the moment. Um, and someone said, well, we have a bonfire but instead of running a barbecue, which is what we often do, we get a fish and chip van in. And we'll provide the beer and the wine, and people can get fish and chips out of the van. Yeah, that's, that's, a good <coughs> that's a good idea, yeah. yeah. Well, if you can find the date for me, I will do my absolute best to, to get back here. If nothing else, I'll have a tent, because it's going to take me six days. Yeah. Uh, heading on, I mean, I've been moored here for over a month now, and I'm heading south, and it breaks my heart because it's been such a lovely spot and the few visits that I've made it up here uh, I wish it was a little bit closer to home because uh, it, it makes me feel good that there's gents like you on the yeah. river. Well, there's one, of, one of the things that has helped us and means that we are very much um, sympathetic to boat owners problems is that we are both boaters ourselves and have been for many many years. Um, my boating started in the Bristol Channel with an old boat called Silver Spray. Um, but up here I've had St George, which went to the Jubilee Pageant as a historic vessel, um, with some BBC personnel on board making record of it. Um, in fact, um, Stuart Woodman, who came with us and reported on that, likes it so much as he bought a boat and put it here. Yeah. <laughs> So it's catching. <laughs> yeah, and, and before I had classics, I had a, one of the Dunkirk ships, yeah. uh, which went regularly across to Dunkirk whenever I could get it from here to there, which is quite a journey. It's not, uh, it's not canals all the way, I'm afraid. It's salty water. Wow. Um, and uh, I had that for a long time, but unfortunately it got too old and like everything that gets too old <laughs> it had to go <laughs> so uh, that was that was the end of my um cruiser 
um, adventures, put it that way. And you've had many adventures internationally. Your boats have been all over the place, haven't they? Since I've had St George, I've cruised extensively up and down the East Coast with various friends, um, some of whom unfortunately have passed away, but we've had good times and I think I, I've been into almost every harbour and every estuary between Whitby and Ramsgate, except Southwold. Southwold, the tide's never been right. Anyway, at one stage we thought, right, we'll go to France. So together with Gary Ascombe, um, we took the boat down the coast and across from, Dover, from Ramsgate to Calais. And then eventually, Cynthia, my then wife, who died some years ago, um, set out to take it down into southern France. When we got into France, we found that the canal was blocked due to work at St. Omer. So we turned north and ended up in Belgium. And it's the best thing that could have happened. Within Belgium, we found a superb mooring, a place called Oudenard, where the people were extremely friendly. Um, the food in Belgium is first class and the beer was to die for. Iname Blonde. I mean, I'm not a big beer drinker, I prefer wine, but over there I drank quite a lot of Iname Blonde and made some very, very good friends and kept the boat over in Belgium for four years. And then eventually my now wife, uh, and we got together and together with our lad, we brought it back across the channel in uh, rather inclement weather in company with the Dunkirk little ships um, which was a nice crossing and halfway across I wasn't at that time married um, but halfway across the channel I turned round and Maggie my now wife um, had a chair which she tied to the mizzenmast um, and it was a bit windy, a bit lumpy and raining and she got all the wet weather gear on and the chair tied to the mast and she was sitting in it fast asleep. And I thought, hmm, that's the lady for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what adventures lie on the horizon? Uh, well, I, I really want to get St George back on the coast. It's been a long process. Because it was away for such a long time, it had virtually no maintenance for a long period. And then when I brought it back here to take it, uh, to do the maintenance, suddenly it was a Jubilee pageant. So instead of maintenance, you had a quick coat of paint and back to the Thames. And from then, back here. Um, what I'd like to do is get it back onto the coast and I would love to be able to take my time and go right round Great Britain. Not in one go. I think boating should be done gently so that you can enjoy the places you get to. Um, you know, there are so many gorgeous little harbours and round, which you often see from the land. But, you know, that's, that's you, a, a you see You see them when you watch Coast, the, yes. the programme Coast. They visit some wonderful little harbours, yeah. which um, you know and I know, you can only enter at specific times <laughs> because yeah. of tide problems, 
Um, and you're never in the right place at the right time. Um, uh, you know, inland I, I had a, a very um, tortuous five or six hours sitting outside uh, St Catherine's Dock in London waiting to get into the dock because we'd got some social function going on and um, I sat there in the roughest water on a river I've ever seen bobbing about um, for it must have been six hours it seemed like six days but um, we got in eventually and that was okay but um, that you know if that happens on the coast that you can't enter a harbour because the water's too low you have a difficult time waiting because you never know whether it's going to dry out under you at the same time as it's dried out in the harbour so it's never easy coasting I've never found it easy. Um, I think the the nicest place I ever spent an overnight um, at anchor was uh, in the Walton Backwaters, which uh, are pretty famous. They've been written to uh, about by Gorn Eric. Um, oh. <laughs> Who is the? Yeah, I can't yeah. But you've got the, books. I've got the books. <laughs> yeah. I mean that that was it good trip where we went and fetched monarch from Ipswich up the coast yeah. as an at that type it was time it was an open boat and I also can remember the first time we spent a night on monarch with no facilities at all yeah. but we managed to creep into the, the Deben was it the Deben where we yeah. went up as far as Woodbridge yeah. or nearly to Woodbridge and we stopped outside a pub which we didn't know um, but at the, mo at the time um, Giles kept his boat moored there and we took a mooring uh, there were only two moorings outside the pub but we took one of them went to the pub had a very pleasant night there and in fact it's one of the quietest places I've ever known the silence was so thick you could have cut it it was beautiful but now I went back there last year, and now there must be 200 boats moored in that section. section. Yeah. Yeah. How things have changed. Yeah. 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 Never always for the best, but there we are. That's progress. Yeah. And you're about to approach uh, silly season now when things really get busy on the river. Where can people find you if they want to come for some, what I will say, exceptional service, a friendly greeting and utter professionalism? Well, we have got a website. Um, we do our best to keep it up to date, but I must admit, I am not a fan of computers. Um, I tend to react far more to somebody picking up a telephone. Yeah. Um, and, you know, our, our telephone number is displayed quite clearly on our van, our new van. <laughs> Which <laughs> is new. 0150 385 and if you go embsoffice at gmail.com or you just happen to be floating down the saw near Kegworth you will be guaranteed to come across East Midland Boat Services no, that's for sure. yeah. Frank and Eric it's yeah. been an absolute pleasure thank you so much um, for not only my wonderful time moored here but for seeing me off uh, today I appreciate well, it it's, uh, it's a pleasure to have had you Christian it's yeah. nice to have met you yeah. Thanks, guys. Cheers.
documentary.